the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Obedience to rules might make somebody look holy, but they are ultimately ineffective in dealing with the human sinfulness because no amount of rules can change a person's heart. Rules require obedience, don't they? And change, well, it flourishes in an atmosphere of trust and freedom and grace. We'll hear a lot more about this as Pastor Leighton Sheely continues to take us through the book of Colossians on another edition of Study Verse by Verse, an outreach ministry of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno and on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout, so glad you've joined us. And as we begin, Pastor Layton turns to another letter from the Apostle Paul. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, the Apostle Paul wrote, For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then that his servants masquerade as servants of righteousness. And so we need to be alert because false teachers oftentimes masquerade as servants of righteousness and fallen angels masquerade as messengers of light. There's always a danger when a person begins to think that they've achieved such a height of spiritualness or holiness that they can see what others cannot see. Because oftentimes what they see is not something that God sends them, but what, either what they want to see or a counterfeit message from the spiritual realm. Worship of angels leading to these visions. Puffed up without reason by his sensuous mind. Puffed up has to do with pride. These false teachers were proud. What were they proud of? Their humility. You see, true humility is seeing ourselves the way we really are. That is, seeing ourselves the way God sees us, and then acting accordingly. Someone has said that true humility is not so much thinking less of yourself as it is thinking of yourself less. In other words, fill your mind and your heart first with thoughts of God and then with the concerns over the welfare of others. Or as Jesus said it, love God, love your neighbor. You see, true worship always humbles a person. The mind is awed by the greatness of God. The heart is filled with the love of God, and that overflows into a love for fellow mankind. And the will is submitted to the purpose of God. True worship always humbles a person. But the Gnostics were interested in this deeper knowledge and knowing these inner secrets, and they ended up getting puffed up. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 8, Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. So the false teachers took great pride in these visions that they had seen. And that, of course, caused further division because they were, uh, they thought, part of a spiritual elite in the church. They put their confidence in their ability to keep these man-made rules. 
and in their visions and not in Christ. That's what Paul says in verse 19, and not holding fast to the head, from whom the whole body nourished and knit together through its joints and ligaments grows with the growth that is from God. It's one of the several passages in the New Testament that pictures the church as the body of Christ. We as believers are all members of the body of Christ, the church, because of the work of the Holy Spirit. That's in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And as Christians, we minister to one another in the body just as the various parts of the body minister to each other. And what this is saying, they've stopped holding on to Christ. They are no longer loyal to Christ. They've ceased to depend upon Christ. The, the, the fundamental problem that these false teachers have is they were not connected to Christ, who is the head of the body of believers. They had become detached from Christ. Just as a limb, when it becomes detached, no longer heeds instructions from the head and begins to die, so likewise these false teachers. They'd lost that vital connection, and they fell into error. And not holding fast to the head, from whom the whole body, nourished and knit together through its joints and ligaments, grows with the growth that is from God. Now the point that Paul is making here in his description of the function of the body is that we are healthy and grow when we work together and are connected to the head, which is Christ Jesus. It's important for us to know that God wants his body to grow. Anyone who becomes disconnected from Christ stops growing and loses the ability to discern the truth. They become more and more confused and or more and more rigid. And that's why Satan takes such delight in destroying marriages and families and church families. Because if he can get us disconnected from each other, we no longer continue to grow. He continues on in verse 20, If with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world, why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. Referring to things that all perish as they are used according to human precepts and teachings. So these regulations about handling, touching, and, and tasting had nothing to do with God's laws. See, there are things that God has said, thou shalt not. When God says thou shalt not, then don't do it. And if God says, thou shalt, then do it. But here it's talking about regulations that are according to human precepts and teachings. These are man-made rules. But they are presented as though they were from God. These false teachers mixed in these false teachings with, with uh, the teachings from God. And, and you know, that can happen. It can even happen by accident. We have to be attentive to know God's Word so we know what's in it and, and discern what's in it uh, from stuff that's being added to it. Let me give you an illustration. My dad told a story about when uh, he and mom and my mom's parents went around the world on a missions and ministry uh, tour in the 50s, and they were visiting churches in various nations. And, and so they, they scheduled out their, their tour, and then they sent out the promotional material. And when the promotional material arrived at the churches in Germany... The office, dad's office, began to get calls from German churches canceling their engagements. Now, not all of the German churches canceled, and so when dad had an opportunity one time, he was sitting down over lunch with uh, one of the leaders of one of the churches there, and he asked, you know, why did this happen? Why did, why did so many German churches cancel um, when they received our promotional package? And this church leader said, well, the reason is, is because you sent a picture 
of you and your wife, and your wife was wearing a brooch, a little piece of jewelry. And uh, to the German churches, that little piece of brooch was perceived as a sinful expression of pride. Now, another part of this story is that while this church leader was telling my dad how sinful my mom was, um, he's guzzling beers, running after the other, because it's Germany. And the other part of the equation is my dad, he was raised Pentecostal holiness. And in Pentecostal holiness, you're taught that any alcohol is from the devil, which is also not in the Bible. So you got these two people looking at each other, and, and they're not using a biblical reference point at all, but it's cultural, but it took you know, traveling the world to figure this out. And the Bible doesn't say it's wrong to drink, but it does say it's wrong to get drunk. And some churches use real wine in the communion. We have chosen not to. And the reason is we know that there are some among us who are recovering alcoholics, and we don't want to cause a brother or a sister to stumble. And so that's why we've chosen over the years to use grape juice. But it's interesting how these cultural things, these man-made rules kind of get mixed in with what the Bible says. Verse 23 these indeed have an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity of the body, but they have no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. Now, Paul here is not disparaging a genuine effort to uh, maintain moral standards, but he's, uh, he's challenging the method because it doesn't work. Obedience to rules might make somebody look holy, but they are ultimately ineffective in dealing with the human sinfulness because no amount of rules can change a person's heart. They have no value in restraining sinful indulgence. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. And Jesus warned his disciples against focusing on mere external efforts to impress others with spirituality, holiness, and so forth. He said, and when you fast, don't look gloomy like the hypocrites. For they disfigure their faces, that, that, that their fasting may be seen by others. And truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. They may have impressed others, but that's all they're getting. When you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Jesus was not saying, he didn't say it was wrong to fast. We should fast and we should pray. What he was saying is, is we shouldn't do it for the sake of looking holy to other people. Now, here's some questions to look at, some hints to look for that identify man-made religions, uh, cults, and false teachers. Do they stress man-made rules rather than God's grace? Do they foster a critical attitude towards others? Or do they exercise discipline discreetly and lovingly? Do they stress formulas, secret knowledge, or special visions more than the Word of God? Do they elevate self-righteousness, honoring those who keep the rules, rather than elevating Christ? Do they neglect Christ's church and claim to be a special elite group. These are some of the indications that that's a false teacher. It's a man-made religion. It's a cult. Lord, we're so thankful that you have given us your word. And it's so important. You give everything that we need, you've given to us, Lord. You've given us your word to give us guidance on what's really important. You've given us your Holy Spirit that brings the word to life. It helps guide us as we walk through our day so that we can 
say and think and do things that are honoring to you. You have saved us from our sin and you have adopted us as your children. And you're preparing a place where we're going to enjoy you and each other for all eternity. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray and all God's people said, Amen. God bless you. You know, I just realized we don't often play the very end of a message from Pastor Leighton Sheely, and I love the way that the congregation expresses their appreciation for his teaching by applauding. It's a little unusual, isn't it? You've been listening to the final section. We broke this into three parts of a message presented by Pastor Leighton Sheely in his series on the book of Colossians, and we'll continue with more from this series in the not-too-distant future. Listening to past broadcasts is made very easy by going to our website at studyversebyverse.com. You can support us as well there. Again, it's studyversebyverse.com. And details about Church of the Highlands are on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. If you have their old email address written down, please change it. It's highlands.us. Thanks for joining us. I'm Mike Trout. I hope you have a great rest of your day and can be back when, once again, we'll study with Pastor Leighton Sheely, verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.